And welcome to episode 32 of the Never Worn Podcast. On this week's episode, we have a special guest um, whom we're going to be talking about, you know, what they do, sneakers, cards, um, everything that's been going on lately in our opinions on um, on the market, um, as well as some, you know, miscellaneous things here and there. And we're going to end it off in our usual fashion with uh, next week's releases, um, you know, which we're going to get our guests' opinion on those as well. So, uh, yeah, let's get to this. Cue the music. All right, so this week's guest, this is a good friend of mine. Uh, we've been friends for a while now, and uh, you know, I think what really got us to be close friends was our interest in, in sneakers um, and now reselling. Um, so this is uh, my friend Joshua Go, uh, who runs Jago's Closet. Um, who they specialize in streetwear, sneakers. Honestly, very reasonably priced and very honestly like good prices for a lot of things. Um, you'll find, you know, some heat stuff that you like uh, for a good price there. And uh, yeah, Josh, welcome. Hey, thank you for having me. All right, so um, it's been it's been pretty crazy twenty twenty and twenty twenty one, hasn't it for uh, for us um, in terms of what we got into and uh, and you know what we're really focused on lately. Yeah, absolutely. You can see because of COVID and the pandemic, a lot of there's so much more buying and selling, especially on online. And so, and now Walmart's have taken over where, yeah, the hobby of buying and selling has turned into toys, right? More into toys, more of the sports memorabilia. And now if you go to your Walmarts, it's, it's crazy. It's empty. Like the shelving for Pokemon cards for basketball, NFL, it's all cleared out. You cannot find them for retail anymore. It's it's messy, man. I know that you know. Apparently, some stores are doing limits of one per person. They're doing lineups. Um, I've I've heard of some pretty sketchy stuff on uh, on some of the cook crews I'm in, where people are actually going and um, I don't know if they're maybe they somehow found like a Walmart vest and they're going not as Walmart employees, but they're putting on the vest and literally going to the back of the WalMarts and taking the cards. That's crazy stuff. It's it's bad, man. It's bad um it's yeah i I can't believe people are doing it but it's getting really really unethical and it's getting to the point where um you know cars is becoming shoes all over again like you can't you can't get cars easily you gotta line up you need i saw on i definitely saw on one of the facebook groups uh to your point crazy story is one uh there was a fight at a walmart and it ended up being someone had a knife like they didn't go into full details of that story on Facebook, but at knife point that they're fighting for Pokemon cards at knife point. So it's kind it's ridiculous on what's happening right now. Yeah. I've, I've, I've read about that one actually too, as well. And then I heard of another one, which was in Ontario and like I saw um, both these parties were in the face. This was like a Facebook post. Um, and you had one side that created the post saying, Hey, like, you know, we got there and this lady pushed us and she was being super aggressive with the cards. And then the lady jumps in. She's like, no, you guys got into the store uh, through some sort of back entrance and you pushed me first. And it's like, this is over cards. You guys are all adults. I, I don't understand why this is a thing. No, absolutely not. It's, re- it's completely uncalled for. And it's, it's the state of the hobby now. There's the, at this point, there's no going back. If this is how it's going to be. Um, 
I'm sure hype everything. will slow down. <laughs> yeah. This is just how it's going to be for a while. Um, I'm not sure, you know, what Panini, what Pokemon. Actually, no, we know what Pokemon is going to do, and they already said they're going to print more of everything. Um, they're already opening up more factories. They're going to be printing more of everything. Um, now, I don't know what that means for, for sets that are coming out this year, um, but I do know that, you know, next year apparently is going to be pretty widely available. And we don't even know what that really means, really, when they say they're going to make it more widely available, right? Um, it could still be no, very it, hard to get. It's like the same thing with uh, Kanye saying uh, Yeezy's for everyone, right? And you can, you saw that what happened, especially in the first... You can see it, obviously, now that it's it's gotten to the point where every, it's a little bit more accessible, but when he came out with that statement, what I forgot what year it, it was, but it goes to show it, it was definitely harder. At, uh, it's hard at the beginning when making that type of statement that everyone will have uh, access to it. Yeah, it, it definitely took a lot of resources to get, you know, Adidas to that point where Yeezys were or were available for everyone, right? Like, I think at this point, everyone who's wanted a Yeezy has gotten it. Um, it's definitely become more accessible. Um, you know, honestly, to the dismay of resellers, because now, like, what you're selling these for 20 bucks profit now, if you're lucky. Um, there's really not that demand anymore. Um, and I think that kind of reflects the industry as a whole, right? Your return is only $20 because no one's willing to fork it out, or like, there's just way too many stock, right? So, uh, it's just one of those things where that's why every it's as uh resellers they're can they're looking at the next thing uh available right from yeezys from the adidas lines everyone jumped ship to uh nike because of the whole uh jordan documentary on netflix um tiktok became a craze and the dunks right the dunks are now the most popular thing again when it's always been around in terms of the sneaker game for such a long time and if you're not into shoes and buying and selling shoes, you know, the other option at this moment in time is uh, cards, right? And we saw the boom in terms of toys with the Funko Pops. Oh, um, God. Please don't talk about Funko Pops. <laughs> but Please. now you saw, right, with uh, the mass production of it, right? Continuous yeah. uh, continuous production of it. And now people jump shift and now it's, it's come down to cards, right? And cards will never be en- never ending because, you know, you have mm-hmm. – different seasons you have uh the next upcoming set of rookies and that in itself is uh, such a uh input uh is it even worth your time in terms of twenty dollars or even worth risking your life right as we talked earlier or in terms of uh become pretending to be a walmart employee or starting a fight for for certain items right is is it really worth your time oh for sure yeah at, at this point um at least with cards, like I already find it where I'm, I'm, it's going down the the path of I'm I'm gonna really not enjoy doing this anymore. Um, you know, like from being able to buy mosaic like NBA, um, you know, basketball really easily to now, you know, I, I gotta talk to people that have bots so that they can cop me shining face or something, right? Like it's it's gotten to the point where it's now, you know, it's it's a, I mean, it's always been a money game, but now it's just becoming you know who has the best bot. It's it's pretty annoying. Um, but that's that's the way this stuff goes. If there's money to be made, there's someone else trying to trying to profit off of it, obviously. Absolutely. And to be clear with everyone, I am team manual. I'm still team manual till this day. I have not committed um using a bot or anything like that. I have been straight team manual uh for the longest time. Till now. Till now team manual. 
So it, I, I guess at what point would you not be team manual then? Honestly, I don't know because I get it where bots are super useful, super helpful. Um, it's just not having it to be your own and that you're having to pay for it. And I know the risk of bots, right? Sometimes they hit, sometimes they don't. Yeah. Uh, they hit and they don't hit, right? And that's what you're paying for. That's what I guess mainly scares me is like, you're going to, for a good bot, right? You're going to spend a couple hundred dollars on it or even close <laughs> Thousands, to a rack, bro. right? No more, yeah, man. Exactly. Bots are expensive now, like expensive. Yeah, so exactly. So there is it like, and and this is where it comes down to is capital, right? In terms of a small reseller com- between you and I, I'm I'm definitely a smaller reseller and it's it it does take into account, you know, um, capital. Do you, how much capital are you willing to to fork out, right? And then, in terms of the long term holds, right? Shoes can be a long hold. Uh, sports cards, for example, you know, if you're buying a rookie from 2020, you know, you're not looking for a quick return. Not until they at least the 10 year point when they become potentially in the Hall of Fames or even longer. Right. So those are long term investments, long term holds that you're looking at. And it's and we talked about this when uh, the new wave of reselling is just buying mids like 10, 15, 20 pairs of mids. Right. And holding yeah. on to it. It's we talked about this before where it's who can hold out the longest. Right. If your time's up six months holding down these shoes for 20 pairs and it's time to let them go to let someone else buy it off you. Well, and then the next reseller that has more capital will take all of them off you and they'll hold it off for another six to one to two years until they're able to flip them individually for the highest profit margin. So I'm going to jump on that point right there. Um, I have never, I guess, um, hated my life more than reselling nowadays shoes. Because the only people buying are other resellers. Everyone's looking for bulk. Everyone's looking for steals. I th- I'm tired of the steals posts. Like people looking for, you know, dead stock, high quality shoes or high value shoes for steals. Um, you know, quote unquote, leave leave money for both of us to to be happy. Um, like stuff like that. Like it's it's gotten it's just such a toxic and crappy environment. Um, and, and yeah, it's your point. It's you know who can hold out the longest, right? Like who can who can uh, hold these shoes for longer to make a bigger profit. But uh, if to me at, at some point, it's just not worth it. It's not, it's not worth holding it to then have to, um, you know, for like an extra 50 bucks. I mean, some people it could be, but if I have to wait another year for 50 bucks, it's like, come on, I could have done more with my capital at that point. Um, yeah, man, I don't know. This this like, I think cards is a little better because there's such a big market of people looking for at least rookies. And there's those people collecting like PCs. Um, and I think that won't really change. And like, you know, three to four years. Whereas let's say my Atmos Air Max, um, Air Max ones, like I have not found a single person interested in them. Right. And it's, it's a pretty yeah. high value shoe. Um, it's, I, I love them. I, I really love them, but you know, it's money talks and, uh, I do need the money. So they, they got to go, but uh, yeah, I, I was shocked. I haven't got a single message about them. I think I'm selling them at, um, market, not even too high, but, uh, maybe, you know, just really also the, the sneaker game has definitely changed quite a bit. And uh, this new oh. wave of, of sneaker resellers and, and people buying sneakers is definitely um, a different breed. Yeah, for sure. It's almost like you can say your genuine sneakerhead lovers, the ones that have been to the game that are helpful in the community. Like before, 
being huge into reselling, you know, when I joined the game, it was there was a passion, yo, about yo Jordan Elevens are sick. Oh, I really want you to have a, your first experience of having a pair of Jays to be a good one, right? And so I think a lot of the actual genuine uh, collectors that are enthusiasts in the in the community have now stepped back, right? Uh, either with age, with the with growth, but some of them are just uh, because of the habits, because of what's happening with this. Uh, such a toxic uh, environment where it's just like scalper vibes, right? Yeah. Everyone's hawkeyeing, sniping in terms of steals, right? No one has the opportunity to buy at a steal price anymore before back in the day. Like imagine when yeah. I say my very first Jordan that I bought was a pair of bread 11s at a sneaker show for, uh, well, how much did I, I think I spent uh, only 220 really crazy that yeah 220 and this was probably in 2014 i got my first pair of red 11s that was my first jordan ever that i collected so it goes to show 20 uh 2014 2020 now or 2021 uh seven years later that shoe alone is asking for and jordan 11s have died down don't um don't get me wrong but like nowadays it's still going for a a whopping 500 to 600 dollars right yeah man jordan 11s age well they age very well right and i think it's because it's the whole not having an air bubble so it won't crumble on you compared to this is why in my opinion even though there's so much hype and they're so nice jordan 3s and jordan 4s and a couple other ones in between uh their midsoles all tend to start cracking start breaking on you so their value ends up like it's great to keep get your wear in now, but like if you're keeping that dead stock uh, after the five year mark, you and depending on where you keep it, like you should be worried that that midsole is going to crumble or it's going to separate on you. Right. I think too, like with let's say Jordan Elevens, um, with them we only we only see what maybe two or three releases a year. We always get the December like million dollar pairs, millions of pairs release. Um, but like even those, like in two, three years time, they're doing really well. And it, you know, people like Jordan 11s, right? And Nike isn't pumping the crap out of the, their colorways. Um, it like you Thank know, goodness. <laughs> yeah, like like could I grab a, a Jordan 11 and you know see how much it appreciates in time compared to let's say a Jordan one that we're getting one every week at this point. Honestly, we're getting a Jordan one every single week. It, it hurts because. I think I told you this, like I have, uh, I was able to get one of the more recent ones that came out in 2021. So not the neutral grades that came out this weekend. Those are crazy I, high. But yeah, yeah so. they're crazy high. Uh, but I got the Bolt ones, you know, hot trying to hop on the bandwagon, you know, my Jordan one bolts, you know, I, I guess it could be colorway, but it's not doing so hot right now. Right. right. You can either at retail uh, $10 over retail. So I'm like, okay, well, anyway, I'm hoping for a summer, uh, people want the shoe it's a little bit more brighter it's yeah. more more of a summer vibe so hopefully the market for that goes up a little bit and and go from there but yeah it's it, it's nice to see that jordan 11s you know they don't continue to bump it out but i do hate i really hate the 45 on the back i really wish they kept it at 23 well, are they doing that for every single model now at this point the on the 11s i don't know if they're going to go back to the 23 i just know the most recent pairs um last year and the space jams and the breads all had 45 right. on the back. So I'm, I was, I'm not a big fan of the 45. Fair enough. It's not, you know, I guess uh, it, it is OG in a way, but it's not, you know, collectors favorite thing to see, I guess. 
No. When you think Jordan, you got I think twenty three all the time. The forty five right. was a one time thing when uh when he came back from retirement. So it's not like he kept that number. So right. it is what it is. You know, the forty five is nostalgic for those that don't have a forty five with their twenty three collection, but I would prefer honestly the twenty three. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, it's a true, true to the game. And I guess, yeah, that 45 is something that we only saw very recently. I don't think I've seen them do that before. Um, I was like, what, 2019, 2018 start? We, we didn't see that throughout any of the 2000s. Um, it's definitely different. But uh, let's see if they keep that up. Um, back to like Jordan, um, I guess, and, you know, back to Jordan and me having picked up, I, I think I picked up maybe like 600 cards of, of hockey players today from from a family. Um, and these rookie cards and, you know, like, you know, what are your perception of, of where this card game will go? And, and let's say 10, like you were saying 10 years, the rookie cards will be great, but you know, do, how do we know how limited these cards are and if it will stay limited um, compared to what we saw in the past, like 2020, that's fine. They already released those. Those aren't coming back, but let's say um, this rookie class and the rookie class after that, like, do we think Panini is going to print more? Like, wh- what do we think they're going to be doing now at this point? Cause I'm sure they're thinking to themselves, we're missing out on a lot of profit at this point. Right. Um, well, there's always been a market for them, right? Sports memorabilia, more so in the States has been always been crazy football, hockey, uh, basketball and then here and there baseball right anything between right. regular cards and then getting uh, signatures on memorabilia it's, it's more crazier in the states and even international before it comes down to in Canada and so I think you noticed it I think um, Panini noticed they can, can they can pump out more cards especially different variations um early sometime in the mid uh 2010s uh they started noticing that because before then it was just mainly one set of cards it was either upper deck it was uh tops uh there was not as many variations as you see nowadays and that's when i think prism was uh introduced to the world that now you saw so much variation so panini can continue to do this right and and right when i entered uh these basketball cards uh during that pandemic you know the only option at the time was chronicles and i thought okay basketball cards are basketball cards but you and i when we went back and forth on this in terms of yeah i bought off you but i realized oh panini chronicles is on the lower tier of cards right in terms of values for reselling right it's just it's not as valued there's just more production of those compared to uh optic prism mosaic uh, so it goes to show like, okay, now that they have so many variations, you just have to, you have to be smart in terms of which ones. Right. And then at, uh, on, the, on top of that, Panini does offer on the expensive high end, like high quality ones, um, the one, the one and one uh, set. So you only get two cards in that set. And that's, uh, if you're able to, if you're lucky to get on Panini's website, that's roughly, uh, a thousand to 1500 USD because they do an auction style. Yeah. And yeah, so Dutch it, auctions. I hate those things. Right. <laughs> so do I, because I don't know, I'm not trying to spend top dollar on a box of uh, cards. Right. right. Especially the worst, the worst thing about this. And it's, this is the gambling uh, factor of it is you don't know who you're getting, right. There's no guarantee from uh, what rookie you're getting. You could get one that's not even playing or one that's injured. Right. And so that always hurts, especially while wow, I spent a thousand us 
on a rookie autograph that's not even playing. You know, that hurts. Right. That's like saying if you got Andrea Bagnani, if you're if you're a Toronto Raptor fan, and you know you ended up getting a Tor- uh, Andrea Bagnani, you know, you're a low-key crying. So it, it it's such an expensive product, but Panini does have that option. And they continue they can continue to do that, right? They can do it with their all-stars. They can do it with their uh, a lo- uh, retired players. They can right. pump out as much product as they want. It's up to them, right? And it's obviously going to the games or going to these players and getting them to like, hey, can we have your jersey so we can cut it up? Can we uh, get your signature on 20, 30 cards, uh, 100 cards, right? It's all about that, getting them to sit down, sign, and do that. I think it's more difficult. I actually don't know. I'm just trying to making this up. But you never know if it's difficult at this moment in time because of temp- the pandemic. They're trying to just avoid more interaction. But you never know. If they do pump out more stuff, it's, yeah, they're able to get their hands on signatures, uh, jerseys uh, of the players and just cut them up, put them into their cards. So it's, a, it's, it's there, sky's the limit for Panini. But in terms of if they just did what they're doing now, they'll be fine because everyone's buying it no matter what. It sells out. Right. I, th- I, I do. I, I want to jump onto the point where you were saying, um, you know, like they, they release these high-end products and, you know, they, they continuously release these different high-end products. I think with that, you know, that's where, yeah, they are going to get their higher profit margins because, you know, I think at some point, um, and I'm sure they know very well, right? We had that era of the, 19, the 90s where, you know, cards are almost worthless um, because of how much was printed and just how many different variations there were, um, how many different companies there were. Like I'm going through the, like the box of hockey cards, and there's like two or three different car, um, companies, and I think um, one of them doesn't even print cards anymore. Uh, it, it was the ones that, uh, if you know the Gretzky card, OPG, that like rookie Gretzky card, that company. I don't, I don't think they print anymore unless they got merged into somebody. Um, I'll have to check that out later. But um, yeah, like I think you know, as long as they're releasing these high quality products that you know are only on panini they, they will definitely hit the margins they want because there's always people buying that stuff and that stuff sells out instantly because there's there's collectors there's breakers i think breakers is a big a big market for um for panini and these card companies right because people are people are buying out tons of product to break and that's a whole different thing but uh breaking's nuts but uh yeah uh, yeah well breaking is the cheaper alternative right if you can't get your hands uh on a box of cards at retail and retail we're talking about is forty dollars forty or less uh if you can't get your hands on a box and you're paying resale and like i paid resale uh, just because i do love the hobby in terms of i do like basketball but it gets expensive right a box of 80 cards can cost me 180 dollars to 200 right and depending on who you're talking to they could be charging 220 250 shipping right which oh don't get me started with all the people that want to add shipping anyway. <laughs> um, so yeah, it, breaking is the cheap, the next best alternative, right? So, you know, $10, eight, uh, 10 spots and $70 a, a spot. Obviously you're, you're gambling again, but it is the cheapest alternative versus forking out 180. Some people can, but if they have pocket change in terms of 70 bucks that they're willing to spend, why not? Uh, and yeah, breaking in itself is a completely separate, different uh, business, and it's such a it's a good one. Regardless if you're going, if you're someone that wants to join a break or hosting the break, it it, it works for both parties, in my opinion. 
for sure. I think, um, you know, the whole breaking terminology for people that aren't aware, it's pretty much breaking is, is a person goes and they, they have a box of product and they get, you know, a certain number of people to buy into that product, right? So that people can either buy a pack, people can, you know, be drawn for teams. Um, so let's say, I'll give an example, like let's say someone's raffling or breaking a prism mega box, let's say, right? So what they can do is they can do 10 different people or 10 names, let's say on a list, and each person will get three teams, right? And each one of the, each of those 10 spots is, let's say, $30, right? And then, you know, that will be a premium of over resale typically because the breakers are technically probably paying resale for their products. So they have to make a profit and cut. But yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what breaking is in case anyone was wondering. Um, now, Josh, this, uh, you know, breaking, not breaking, sorry, cards can be cheaper than shoes in a way. But at the quantities we're buying, like how how are you funding your hobby at this point? <laughs> Honestly, a couple things, right? I'm using the the funds from Jago's closet to 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 pay for this. Right. As well as obviously, thankfully, I'm still working during the pandemic. So obviously putting a little bit a couple dollars aside to do some uh, breaking. And we've been I've been um I always come to you when I when I need to buy Pokemon cards, right? <laughs> this so, is true. This is true. Man, it's uh so yeah, that's how what's been funding it. And sometimes it's some of the some of the money cards that I've been able to pull. Well, I'm not the biggest fan of them, so I've been able to sell them. So that's how I've been funding and continuously still buying new products. So funny enough, I gotta share this story because it came from you. Uh <laughs> I bought a Pokemon Yay. booster set. <laughs> I bought a Pokemon booster box. So that comes with 36 packs. Uh, of Vivid Voltage, which is one of the more recent releases from Pokemon. Yep. And so I bought it off you, and I think I bought it at 160, if I'm not mistaken. Unfortunately, yes, it was 160. <laughs> yep. 160. And if anyone wants to check the prices now for the booster box alone, I already opened it, so it's not like I was going to resell it. But if you look at the booster boxes now, they're going for 250, 300, and up, right? And it's just going to yeah. continue to go up. So thank you, Patrick, for a box yeah. that was. Pretty nice, cheap. Yeah, a nice cheap break for you. Yeah. Yeah. And so one of the most sought after cards in that box is the Rainbow uh, VMAX Pikachu. Right. And that alone, if you're looking at eBay sales or whatever, you know, that card can alone can go for 400 and up, right? Depends on, you know, I don't want to go into too much detail, but anyone that knows what when you're creating cards, if it's a 10, uh, if it's out of 10, so if it's a 10 out of 10, that card can go for a lot, a lot of money. But if, you know, if it has flaws on the card, if it's off centering, you know, it obviously brings the value down just a little bit, but you know, in the box that I bought off Patrick, I was able to pull the VMAX Pikachu. So definitely that's low key helped, uh, fund, uh, some of my, uh, other breaks, especially buying basketball it's an expensive hobby but like if you're lucky and you're being able to get lucky you know you just got to recycle keep stuff and sell stuff right so i was able to sell the pikachu as you may know I oh you sold on, it oh i had no yeah, idea oh i didn't tell you um so i sold it out of steel because i know it's not a psa 10 uh i and i even though i noticed that the prices are going up i took my chances that i got my money and then obviously i broke i used i recycled that money back into the hobby of collecting cards or buying cards right so i sold it to a, a neighbor a family friend i sold it for uh 
$400. I okay. know it's not a peer. Yeah. So it's obviously I didn't sell it. I said, I, I charged them an arm, but I didn't charge him an arm and a leg. Right. I could have made right. a couple more, but he is a family friend. So I allowed it. I mean, but, can you complain uh, about $240 profit off of one card? I don't know. No, no. <laughs> and so I gave it to him. Obviously I see the prices going up, but like I said, it's not a P it's not a 10 out of 10 card. It was definitely off centering. So I'm like, you know what? I like my sports cards more than I like my Pokemon cards. I can tell you that much. Fair. So yeah, it's just recycling that. But yeah, I was so shocked. It's just a thrill of opening. And once you get hooked on opening cards, that's where it, that's where it is, right? And so yeah, with that Pokemon, uh, I was so excited. Um, uh, getting the Pokemon, uh, that Pikachu, you know, uh, I sold it, and then it wouldn't be, yeah. And I so I so so I bought basketball cards, not off you because you didn't have any. So I bought it off another reseller on Facebook. And it was NBA Hoops, which is the last 2019-2020 release for those rookies. So you're talking about Zion Williams, John Moran. And I paid 180 for a box, right? Oh no, 175. I talked them down five dollars. Thank goodness. Okay. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> so 175 a box. I bought two boxes and one of them, I pulled a, a John Morant uh, Cracked Ice, which is a just a special edition card. So right. the fact that I, I pulled that out of the 175 box, that card alone is 180 Like, it's a $200 card, uh, not graded. Not graded. Oh, wow. Nice. Yeah. So if I get it graded, and obviously hoping for that to come back a 10, right? You want a perfect 10 that card can just double in profit and depending how long i hold it for right as, as long as john Morant is doing well in the nba stays healthy that card yeah. is just going to go up and up so that's part of that's the card business right now right you keep certain cards because you know they're going to hold value and you sell cards because you know you either know what you're going to get out of it and you know what that's the maximum of it right and you move on from there right there's no point on holding certain cards if you know to your point, like you said, Pokemon's going to continue to release product. Well, then open, sell, you know, continue to do that, recycle it. So it, it's, it, that's how uh, funding the hobby, uh, funding this hobby, but it is an expensive hobby. It's definitely, sure. it comes and goes as quick as you open the cards, right? So you definitely have to be cautious because as a reseller, you shouldn't be opening everything, but I'm a, I'm one of them. I'm a victim where I love, I love it. So I have to pick and choose, but definitely I got to slow down myself. I personally have to slow down. That's fair. Yeah. I mean, especially with, I guess, cards, you know, you have to go in with the mentality that if I open this box, I'm going to lose my money. You're, you're pretty <laughs> much gambling. It's, it's, it's just gambling at that point. Right. Um, like if Josh didn't pull the, you know, the rainbow Pikachu, he may have broken even, maybe if he got really not good even goals. no, okay, no, so not even. Go. So yeah, Pokemon is where the fact that if it there's only like two three uh, money cards in the set out of a uh, hundred and eighty hundred and uh, hundred and eighty yeah hundred and eighty cards. There's only two three cards that are money cards yeah. that bring you triple digits. Uh, outside of that, if you pull another like secret rare card, that card at most. For a what like if you look at your comic book stores, they're only charging that card for thirty bucks. So no matter what you say, you're never gonna get your money back if you don't get the top uh, top three money cards in that set. The next uh, available next highest price is only thirty dollars, forty dollars yeah. at most. So it sucks. 
So it's, you're in it either, I wouldn't say if you're breaking cards, you're either in it for the hobby itself, you enjoy, you have a passion for sports cards or Pokemon cards or whatever, or uh, you're, you want to hold on to it sealed because sealed definitely does make it better. Yeah, sealed is is the safest way, a hundred percent the safest way to make money with cards, but it has what I would say um, the lowest risk, right? So you know, if you increase, if you open the box, you have a high risk of losing your money, or you have a high risk of making more than the box price, right? Like Josh Absolutely. opened that Vivid Voltage, and that paid off big time. Or I think Josh also opened like a one Champions Path Elite Trainer box at one point and, and got one of the rare Charizard, which is like a three $400 card, um, you know, and paid maybe, what, 90, 100 bucks. Um, yeah. But if you didn't get that card, you would have pretty much lost all 100 you bucks because the cards are off. strike awful. out for sure. Yeah. Um, I think for me right now, what, what I'm, I'm funding my hobby with, or actually I'm not even going to call it a hobby. I open some cards, but I mostly do this to, to sell um shoes man i've been selling trying to sell as much of my inventory as i can um i just sold a bunch of my cause not even that much to be honest i think i've sold four figures out of the 11 that i had was that 11 oh you only you have 11 no i no, I maybe i have less uh <laughs> let me see let me see i had five eight um ten i actually had ten figures um, cause I have a full set of the what parties and then I had three right. extras. So I had eight what parties. Um, I sold three of those today, which was great. Made about 150 bucks each, each, uh, figure, which was good. Um, and then I sold, thankfully one of my, you know, space, uh, you know, the expensive cause holiday space figure, um, through a buyer that you mentioned to me on Instagram. Um, that was nice. What ended up happening with that is, um, I emailed him. He's like, Oh, I'm trying to get it for this price. Um, and I have a, I have a buyer who actually has already offered me this price. So if you can beat him, I'm like, yeah, no, I probably can't beat him. I think it was like a hundred dollars less than what I wanted. Um, right. And then a couple of days later, he's like, Hey, I need a second one. And yeah, he's buying <laughs> it for what I asked. So that's a great, it's great. Um, he, he, I would say he, he money talks for him. So, uh, as long as it's within his range, within the budget and it's reasonable in market asking, He'll do it for the most part. So that's good. That's uh, yeah, that you're able to sell that. He's a pretty big collector too. Like I'm sure, you know, he sees some definite upside in, in that figure um, or else he wouldn't buy two. Um, yeah. This is net magnetism. He's a, seems like a pretty good guy. I've just been emailing him. Um, and yeah. Know, oh, right on. Pretty smooth. I was going to say, when we talked about it earlier, who can hold, it's pretty much a resale business where who can hold on the longest, right? Yeah. Who has yeah, the most capital? Well, <laughs> net magnetism definitely has one of the biggest collections if he ever did a because he has youtube as well but if he ever went to his storage unit and just showed what he's holding on to because he, he he understands the market and we understand the market right hype versus old sneakers right you always want to it's all about the hype right now because that's sure. what everyone's into if, but if, as a collector someone that's into sneakers if he opened that vault oh man you would jaw drop you'd be so uh amazed at what he's kept in storage for all this time but at the moment and what you'll see well regardless most resellers is always the most recent product the most recent launch of shoes yeah pretty much 
that's what floods like the facer groups instantly. Yeah, but that guy, he has a crazy inventory of old sneakers. I remember at one point, what he had 50 pairs of the Supreme like Dunk Lows that he displayed. Oh. I, I don't remember where it was, but he displayed those at, at a, some sort of event. Um, I think he got rid of a majority of those. Um, but still, like if he, if he had most of them now, he would make an even bigger killing. But I don't know. He's he's turning. You know, at some point, like you have to start turning inventory. Like you can't just hold on to everything forever. It's just right. not. Um, it's not feasible. You gotta see a return. <laughs> yeah, you, return at you, some point. You need money to be coming in as well. You can't just have money coming out um, unless you got a, like a fat bankroll. There's really very little, um, very little you can do other than you know having to turn inventory. Exactly. So I had definitely have one of those where you gotta get, you have to get money back. Yeah. And so this, I think, is still goes down in. Uh, for me, is one of the most regretful sneakers that I had to sell. So I ended up with a pair of Fragment Ones, right? Yeah, Dead you Spot did. Fragment I thought you ones. were insane for getting those. Absolutely insane. Right? And it, the story to how I got it was insane, too. So I started off with hitting on the black OVO 10s when they first released. And I had them, and someone posted on Facebook, uh, I have the Zin Gray Easy Ones for sale looking for OVO 10. So I DM'd the guy and he said, oh, if you're willing to add cash, of course, I understood what shoe I had versus the shoe I wanted. So I ended up getting the Easy One. Now, uh, the Easy One, I saw another post for Fragment Ones, right? And he's like, willing to trade for Easy Ones or whatever, Yeezys in general. Wow. And so obviously I DM'd him. Right. I made it work. I had the easy ones, a couple other shoes and whatever added cash and ended up getting the fragment ones. And at the time, this is my first year of university, 2014, yeah. 2014, 2015. Right. And so I also don't have a, like a solidified job. I was a freaking lifeguard. Uh, <laughs> and so 1700 out of the bank. I realized this at doing all the math when I was trading up how much I spent on OVO itself and the OVO shoe itself and then how much I've added on top to get to where I got with the Fragment 1. $1,700 for a kid coming out of high school, 18, 19. And, you know, I come from a blue collar family. So in terms of did I have a savings that I did, could I keep it and be okay with it? No, I had to buy textbooks and all that crap. So yeah, I, I still regret it to this day where I brought that to sneaker con with me or I brought it to a sneaker show with me and someone cashed me out at pretty much how much I paid for it. So I broke oh, even. Oh no. Yeah. And uh, you know what? I, and 2014 was a time where that shoe was only going for yeah. $1,700, $1,800. So I did it like, I wasn't, if I knew to this day, Josh, just, just hold rocks. it. <laughs> eat rocks for a year. <laughs> eat rocks for a year. Eat rocks for two years, you know, or, you know, just, just do not sell these shoes. Yeah. Because you definitely could have came out at the high end out of that. Right. And what are they now? Um, last time I saw was 5k, right? I think so. Yeah. They're around 5k. So seven years, right. 2014, seven years, 2021, seven years, 5k difference, $1,700 versus 5,000 now. And Oh, yeah, I, that's it's, a good return. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. You know, did I ever think it was every year? I think as when we when we became friends, every time we talked about, every time I bring the story up, I think I've always increased the dollar, right? Three thousand dollars one year, four thousand. So yeah. Patrick, I think they're five thousand now. Yeah. Like, oh, 
they're so unattainable now, but I I wish I kept that shoe and I just ate rocks for a year because yeah. I could have I could have definitely saw myself holding on to such a cool shoe. Dude, it's it's all catch twenty two, right? Like think of all the guys that quick sold their their off white Chicago's like the first week of release for like one k, right? Oh, like yeah, those are those are what five k, eight k those now? Like they're extremely high, um, and it's it's all about um. You know, it's, it's, it's a guessing game. You don't know, but now, now I think people do know, and now you're seeing very little people, you know, quick flipping things in my opinion. I think you're, you're seeing a lot more people hold um, people that can't afford to hold. Um, whereas before it wasn't really a common thing to see. Um, I saw very little people doing bulk buys of shoes back then. Very few. Right. Yeah. Because I think uh, when, when a lot of articles or even a lot of people coming out, Oh, this is how I reached out. Right. Certain people, if they're smart enough or if they're willing to take the risk, they're like, hey, can I take a bank loan? Bank loan yeah. of 5K, 10K, right? And hey, man, they returned. obviously they made the money. They returned, paid back the bank, but that's all they did. They got a kickstart from the bank. And obviously they, they understood what they wanted to invest in. One single shoe. Uh, let's use the example Mocha Ones, for example. They invested in one shoe and... They bought the whole market at what, like, as we mentioned earlier, certain people will continue to sell it instantly because for quick cash for whatever for reasons, sure. right? So whatever, you're buying pairs the day of for 450, 500 at most. And now you're seeing um, a return of 650 each, right? And you bought 20, 30 pairs at that rate. Yeah, you definitely made your money back and then some. And then you return the money to the bank and you're still able to profit. So it goes to show if you know what you're doing in the game and it's unfortunate where like not anyone wants to do single sales anymore. It's, it's hard if you want to do single sales, they want top yeah, dollars for it. It's tough. But yeah. I mean, you definitely, yeah, it's good. I mean, you definitely have to like know what you're doing, right? Like yeah. uh, I definitely would not recommend anyone take out a loan uh, or, or I, let's say rack out like credit card for, you know, just like a whim, right? You have to know what you're doing. You have to be willing to take that risk. Um, because the mochas could very well not. I think they're going to stay pretty standing because the prices are already so high, to be honest. Um, yeah. Mochas could have very well gone a different way. Like, remember the, um, was it the sad and black toes when people were buying those for almost like a grand at the, at the time? Yes. Those bricked hard. A lot right. of people lost their shirts with that one. Um, so there's there's always, you know, that it's, it's always a possibility. I mean, yeah, in hindsight, you could look back, okay, okay, it's a women's black toe. Um, you know, it's not as limited as the other satins we've seen, like, you know, the, the royal, the the bread, the number ones. Um, and again, it was a women's shoe, so you're not going to see as high numbers. But um, yeah, there's always like, there's always a risk. No matter what you do, there's always going to be a risk. Um, yeah, it's uh, it- it's to catch you just gotta pick and choose you definitely got to pick and choose your what, what you want to invest in right and so like you it all it, it comes with it where like when you're buying a product you got to understand the marketing behind it right how many influencers not you but how many influencers wore that shoe how many people are following certain individuals and know that this upcoming shoe is the most popular thing where people need to have it for their rotation and so that comes into play when you're buying a lot right if you said I'd be a little bit like, obviously you're in the nervous stages right now. If you bought a bulk of Volt 1, Volt Jordan 1s right now, yeah, you'd be in the nervous stage because it's not increasing as fast as the other shoes that we've seen go. But there's still an opportunity for it to increase. It's just we don't know when that will happen. Yeah. Yeah, it could be at an unexplainable time. It could be at any, it could it could never happen too, right? 
Um, it could just be a shoe that's, I mean, that doesn't usually happen or a shoe doesn't increase in value over a long period of time. Um, especially if it's not like a re-release and the bolts are a one and done shoe, I would assume. But uh, yeah, it's, um, it's, it's always changing. The market's always changing day to day. You don't know what celebrities going to wear what. And um, I don't know, it was, it was, I think it was simpler times back in the day with uh, when, I guess we first started, right? Like back in the day, it was just Kanye, whatever Kanye wore just rose up. Um, and now there's yep. just so many different influencers, so many different people to, to keep an eye on. Um, pretty much everything Travis Scott touches turns to gold. Um, yeah, you gotta follow Virgil Abloh. You gotta yeah. understand, even for females, right? You're looking at what female, like female TikTok. celebrities, TikTok. And that's they made the dunks famous again. Like they rebrought back to life of dunks. Yeah, Travis Scott made a huge, huge um, step towards that happening. That guy wore sure. a lot of dunks last year to make that happen, like a number of them. He made all the old dunks. Yeah, he made all the old dunks uh, popular again. So those, like, we when we talk about dunks, you know, you're talking about um, some of the really old ones where you know either what the dunks, the Paris dunks. Um, some of the well, I forgot the names of them because I'm not a big dunk guy myself. But uh, Doctor, uh, is Doctor Doom or yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the, the Doctor Dooms, yeah, Doctor Dooms, uh, R.I.P. Or MF Dooms, those, MF Dooms, yeah. yeah, MF Dooms. So he he Rest wore those. Uh, I think before uh, before Travis wore them, there's still a thousand dollar shoe, and I think when once he wore it, you know that increased it, at least doubled it. I I'm, I haven't seen on StockX, but I know a fact the moment he wears it, it it'd be definitely increase in value once again for sure yeah no yeah and anything he's worn any anything any old dunk has shot up ridiculous amounts i think i remember netmag posted something about the paris dunks like a few years ago uh maybe it was five or ten years ago but uh actually no because it was on stock x so it was definitely not that long ago compared to um now but i think there are maybe a grand two grand and now paris dunks are what in the 20 grand range something like outrageous um but again that's like one of the most coveted one of the most coveted sneakers in in history like those, those paris dunks right and so we talked about it where like there's so many there's so many sellers right they're all buying up hoarding shoes what's your take on it do you think the sneaker uh community has reached its bubble has it popped or is it about to pop i don't i think nike's doing a, a really good job at keeping this hype going to be honest um, like with the fiasco we saw with the trophy room Air Jordan ones and you know, how few, how few pairs there were, how many got backdoored, like Nike's doing uh, a pretty good job at making their stuff highly coveted and, and hard to get. Um, I think at this point, um, you know, we're going to start seeing, I don't want to say less. No, we're, I think the amount of resellers is going to say the same, if not increase. Um, I think the, the, you know, the number of people entering the market is going to change a little bit though. Cause again, it's a hard thing to get into, right? Like sure you can win a raffle, but then that might be the only sneaker you do, or, you know, you're going to run a raffle for a buddy. Like I think uh, resellers, like the bigger resellers are already getting more, um, um, more aware and more on, on, like in with it and making sure that they get their pairs. Um, but yeah, man, I don't know. I, I'm not, this isn't something that I am personally, I can see myself doing for a long period of time. Like I, I do like this stuff, but you know, the amount of inventory that I have, I think I'm definitely going to be going towards more of a, a quick flip uh, mentality. I just want to, you know, take my profits and go and move on, um, do other things with it. Cause 
you know, holding a pair of Jordans or Air Jordan ones for one year to make an extra 50 bucks is not, not something that's appealing to me right now. And that at, at this point I have very few compared to a lot of other people, but I have like 20 pairs of ones, which aren't really, you know, increasing at a value that makes it worth it to hold. If you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. I, I could tell you like, it's, it's so, it's so sad where I entered as a, a sneaker lover first and before becoming a reseller or part-time reseller, uh, it just sucks where like a lot of people that really want to wear the shoe can't even uh, get them to wear. Right. So, and all of a sudden now the markets have changed where it is expensive. Like even like I paid resale and I like resellers are always going to be a thing in no matter what, uh, in anything, right. Movie tickets to uh, concerts. Yeah. There's always been resellers. Yeah. So, um, that's not, that's not the issue of paying resale. It's just like, when do you call it quits? Because it's so expensive, right? Um, $700 shoes, $800 shoes, and they're everywhere, right? They're all in the store, all in the malls now. They used to not be there, right? They used to be either only online or if you knew, you knew certain stores. Uh, but now they're in, they're in malls, right? You can go to a mall, not the Foot Locker, but you can go to the consignment shop or the resale yeah. store and you can find them there. But it's well, who who who's there and who's willing to pay, but they're so expensive now. Like for this to be a hobby or even to to enjoy reselling even on the mass scale or on the small scale it's just it's hard to buy now right everything's just at the same time if uh and this what scares a lot of buyers right is are they fake like we haven't even touched that topic but we don't have to but you know as a seller you get nervous or no as a buyer you get nervous because like yeah i confidence from reputable resellers but like if they're buying a ton of products right? They're not going to, they, they'll legit check all of them for the most part, but like some, it's still human error at the end of the day, right? We for talk sure. about this with StockX, we talk about this with Gold, sure. it's still human error. And so that's, there's a huge risk that even though they're real or whatever the case may be, they could be the best fakes. You just never know. I get nervous sometimes, right? I have a pair of mochas that I'm sitting on and I get nervous. I like freaking bring out the blue light and everything to double check yeah. it. <laughs> just to make sure it's it's real but like it, it's come to that point where like buy with confidence sure but like everyone's human like the resale stores are just going to make mistakes too like i'm i've gone to the point where if it's not from the store anymore i most likely won't buy it right if it's not a if it's an easy counterfeit shoe i most likely won't buy it if it's a unique shoe it's a lot, obviously um manufacturers don't have the molds for that then yeah potentially i'll pay resale i'll buy it on the aftermarket like sakai's for example but like jordan one yeezy uh adidas yeezy boost ultra boost if i bought that on the aftermarket no no way not anymore it's it's so much of a hassle to end up finding out that it's fake you know how much my heart would break if <laughs> i ended up i it, it sucks it just who wants to spend their hard uh hard working money on that stuff it's for sure it sucks. So it's such a disappointment to see where it's at. Like if you're still able to eat and you're eating, go ahead and eat. I'm not stopping you. But like, it just sucks where like genuine uh, buyers and sellers just aren't able to enjoy having fun. Like have fun while making money, but it is what it is. It's business, right? Yeah. It's people just gotta, it's definitely a thing where at some point, man, those blue lights are not going to work. Blue lighting stuff is <laughs> not sure. going to work, um, and it, it is becoming a dangerous thing. Dangerous thing, and uh, Nike is going to have to go. I think they they do have UPCs in their shoes, so I, I don't know what the UPCs do. Um, but 
if they aren't going the route of making like sure that those UPCs can speak to authenticity, then it's going to be, it's going to kill the resale market for sure. Um, there's gonna be a lot of skeptical people. Oh, there already is. Like I see so many people saying they only want CAD label pairs, um, no US label stuff. I, I've seen people say I'm not gonna buy any trophy room ones from resellers because there's so many fakes out there already. Um, yeah, it's it's getting to the point where there is a lot of skeptical buyers. But um, you know what's the worst? When what? you hear from these, when you hear from buyers, do you have the receipt? I'm only buying if you oh, have a receipt. I'm like. Get- <laughs> yeah, you're really you're looking for a receipt what if i don't have a receipt let me so like it's not a fake one right like people still understand a receipt i get it receipts a receipt it helps a little bit with the authenticity if you're genuine right. but like you can't rely on a receipt you know what no, if i sure. switch the shoes what if i like i could switch one shoe one one shoe could be real one shoe could be fake for whatever god knows what reason i want to do that for i'm just saying like you can't yeah. just Ask for a receipt. That's one of my worst pet peeves for sure. When someone says, Hey, do you still have the receipt? And it's a you shoot too. Like, yep. come on, cuz come on. <laughs> I get that a lot. Like when my cause today, the, the guy asked for a receipt. And that, I, I doubt it was for authenticity, to be honest. I'm not sure if you wanted it just for his own records in case you wanted to sell it later on. Um right. yeah, more and more people are asking for receipts. And you know, I mean, anyways, if you're a reseller, you should be keeping your receipts regardless because you need those for taxes anyways, right? And, and we're all claiming our taxes. We're all claiming our profits, right? So um, oh you should God. have your receipts. Uh, yeah, so we've, we've kind of gone on a, a bunch of different topics. Hey, let's uh, let's jump into next week's releases, man, and get your take. And uh, it's we got some spicy stuff this week, I'd say. we got some spicy stuff. Yes, yes, it is. So tomorrow um february the 16th we have the air jordan one mid uh carbon fiber all-star so this is the black and white um air jordan one mid size a is gonna be the sizes eight through, through nine and a half would be the way to go but yeah this is a black and white air jordan one um it has carbon fiber look i'm not it's obviously not real carbon fiber but it has like a carbon fiber fiber look to it um and yeah you really can't go wrong with these josh what do you think oh you're buying them I'm not buying them. You're not buying these, dude? <laughs> these, are, well, these are such easy money. If you can get your hands on it, name yes. a store where you can get your hands on it. Well, well, Foot Locker Online, isn't it like the best way to get <laughs> shoes? Like, it goes Locker so online, smoothly. Eh? <laughs> it goes so smoothly for people. Oh, man. Uh, but yeah, no, if you can get your hands on it, great. You know, it, and especially, uh, it's, a, it's a simple colorway. Yeah, uh, we're go- it's clean. So it'll, 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 last its time too like uh it'll it'll it's a long term if you want to hold it hold it or you want to sell it quickly you can't go wrong it's definitely a good shoe if you can get it but like honestly i'm not even gonna try it's gonna come out on a work time 10 o'clock i'm working yeah, i can't go this is true i, I guarantee so it actually is a woman's sizing it's men's sizing so size seven through nine and a half are usually the best bets um you're definitely going to see a lot of want to buy posts for these guarantees we guys looking to hold these for all a while Guys. Guaranteed. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then we got, guess what? We have another Air Jordan 1 coming up. We Not have uh, another Air Jordan 1. This one's the PSG one. Uh, it's the Zoom Air Comfort. Um, and you know what? It's, uh, yeah, no, I, I don't dig it. You know, like the whole uh, cutout um, check logo. I'm not, I'm not a fan of that for some reason, but I think it, yeah. it is cool with the tie or like the pink and purple it has going on on the top of the shoe 
Um, I think it'll it'll do well in you know your usual seven through you know nine and a half. It might even do well in the bigger sizes, depending on how hard these are to get. And yeah, I th- I'm definitely going these for resale for sure. I don't know. I'm yeah. completely on the opposite end of this one. I don't know if this will have money. I think this might be a sit, honestly. Like I think so. a sit by the end of the day kind of sit. Not like sit for I a long so. term, but um I I have a feeling certain stores are just gonna have a couple of random sizes and a ran- couple of random returns because they couldn't flip it right away. It's one of I, I have a feeling it's gonna be one of that type of shoe. Really? Yeah, okay. That's that's fair. I mean I if they sit for the day, I'm definitely gonna cop a few because I don't know, and PSG shoes can do quite well if if the colorway is all right. They can do quite well. But Patrick, this colorway <laughs> doesn't even look right. I don't know. It's it's unique. I think I think these will do all right, to be honest. If any, but again, if, if I were to cop these, I'm definitely quick flipping because yeah. I I am done with holding Air Jordan ones. I'm way over it, and like the retail price is cheaper than normal Air Jordan one retail price, so but that I definitely think, helps. Like, Look at the other Zoom releases. I don't think they did well, other than the first pair. Oh, yeah, those those doing... went nuts. Yeah, but I don't think the other ones that came after are doing the greatest. I think it's like retail or a little bit over retail, but I could be wrong. Gotta double check now. Um, I, you know what? There, this is the women's one. Looking at like a, a pink and yeah, this is a very woman colorway, so maybe it's doing better than the other ones. <laughs> it's actually quite nice. Um, let's oh, let's look at the green one. Remember that green one that they released? Yeah, yeah, see that, that, one, that one's bad. Know. But I think these are better than the green pair that dropped, though, in my opinion. Oh, for sure. This this definitely looks better, um, and is a better colorway, easier to rock. Even the that khaki brown colorway as well. But yeah. we'll see. We'll see what happens. It, it, to your point, it is a collab. It's a PSG collab, so it could do well. It's definitely risky, but uh, I think it's worth going for. Um, and now Thursday, Thursdays we have releases on Thursdays again. Um, the eighteenth, we have Supreme Week One. Talk to him. Talk to him. I think it's a trash season again, man. I thought last season was trash. I think this season is trash. Um, I, I like the lookbook as a whole. There's obviously pieces here and there that I like, and you know, cause is always going to be hyped. But I, I, I think they they missed the mark again this season. You don't want the speedboat. Dude, want I can't. I can't afford a jet ski. <laughs> Are you nuts? My, my buddy messaged me. He's like, "Hey, I know you want to get that." I'm like, "Yeah, I'd love to get it, but I'm not going to drop ten grand on a jet ski." Like, yeah, it's fire. Hey, man, it matches your life jacket though. You need it for your life jacket. Yeah. You need it for the Supreme life jacket. Yeah, you know, I think uh, DJ Khaled will. I'll, I'll live through him because I'm sure he'll get it for sure. Don't kill me. But in terms of resale, yeah, it is on the disappointment side. Uh, but I think if you're someone that's a genuine. Uh, fan of supreme and you know especially if you're new to the market and you just are hoping to get stuff i you most likely are able to hit but this coming thursday i think i'm seeing it uh the cause bogo is yeah. rumored to release week one it is the the hoodie so and, the, and the deck it's gonna be nuts that's gonna be nuts for sure everyone's gonna be going for those and then i'm gonna just sneak in by and grab my dice and get out Stop. <laughs> <laughs> i just want the dice that's all. Hey man, there's still an opportunity. Like I hit on the crossbow goal last season, not knowing that I was going to hit on the crossbow goal. Did you sell that so, already? 
Yeah, I did. I, okay. That was a quick flip. Okay. That's just doing horrible. Those tank. Yeah, man. Supreme is, Supreme is honestly dead at this point. Like, there's a couple pieces. Yeah. Like, if I were to hit cause, instant flip. No chance I would hold that. They got to go right away. Yep. Yep. 100%. Everything is gone down. Absolutely. So, what fav- What are your favorite accessories then? For this um, okay. The jet ski is pretty cool. The refrigerator is pretty cool. Both things that I won't cop for personal because. <laughs> yeah, they're expensive. Um, I also like the little studio thingy that they had. It's not a mixer. Um, it's like a soundboard almost. That thing's like right. 1600 bucks, not Supreme. So I'm not buying that, but that would be really cool to have. Um, that I'm, I'm just going to be saying a bunch of accessories because I honestly think all the clothes are really crappy. Um, the white plate with the, the blue, um, I think it's hand. It's hand painted. But uh, that white plate, that large plate with the blue oh, yeah, hand painted, that thing is fire, but it's numbered out of 150. So I probably won't be able to touch um, the matching beer mugs. Definitely got to go for those. And, um, you know, there's nothing else that I really need. There's stuff that's cool, like the inflatable um, sleeping bed for the, what's that thing called? Um, for the sleeping bags. That's pretty cool. I see a kite. I think the kite is the giveaway, I'm assuming, this year. No, no, no. I think that's actually going to sell. I think it's, it's a big sell? kite. True. I, th- I think that's something they're going to try to sell. Yeah. I think it's like a expensive kite, but come on. How many people that buy Supreme actually go and fly kites? <laughs> How it's many true. people? Not many gonna at be all. An- another accessory that, you know, probably has a really high retail price and doesn't do, doesn't do well. Um, I think there's maybe a couple more things that I liked about the accessories wise, but they're not coming to, head, to my mind right now. Right. I could see the, for me, it'd be the disposable camera. Oh, right. Uh, that could, I could afford <laughs> the <laughs> dice to your point. The Nerf gun, I feel like is going to be oh, a quick sell out too. That's cool. Yeah, um, I might go for those as well. You don't want Wheaties, Patrick? Man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so they can be sitting on my shelf expired like my Oreo cookies. <laughs> What, what do you mean? All you have to do is buy a crap ton and look at. Remember, we did SneakerCon before the pandemic. Yeah. I, what year was that? 2019. And yeah. it was the rave was all about the Travis Scott cereal. That's true. I don't know, man. <laughs> I, I still have Oreo cookies sitting on my shelf still. I think like three or four <laughs> packs. And those things expire like maybe almost a year ago. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I wouldn't get that. But it, it's, it's one of Supreme's funny things for sure. Yeah, for sure. I wonder what the free gift is going to be. That's what I'm curious about true well i know that i do need it a new one i need a new duffel bag so i might as well buy it week one so i can get on the the freebie list but it sucks true. isn't it that uh supreme went back to its regular ways for canadians so we won't be seeing uh free shipping or not not free shipping what was it uh so the import fees or something yeah like i think before they stopped charging import fees below a certain amount but i think now everything has import fees maybe Sad. I don't recall. It was it was something crappy. Yeah, we, we, for a good few weeks, I think you copped some stuff during that too. I I didn't, um, where there was no shipping fees and there was no duties. It was unreal. Yeah, I I think I copped at least two or three times for sure during that uh during that little hey let's bless Canada for a one time yeah. thing. But now yeah, it sucks that they put it back on that they'll charge, uh charge us. But uh, it is what it is. Yeah, that's uh, that's yeah. supreme man. It's so sad to see a brand that I, I kind of enjoyed buying their stuff die it's, it's pretty sad 
at least I'm hoping that there's more for actual uh, personal buyers now. But hey, uh, I just like to I like to see it. I like to join the hunt on Thursday and complain that oh the site crashed on me. Yeah, that's true. He's something to, to complain about. And I was just thinking too, like that you know James Jebia. I I don't know if he sold all of it, but I think he sold fifty percent of the company a few years ago. Um, I think he may have sold more of it recently to um, what's that company that does North Face and blah blah. blah. Um, he's them, smart, yeah. man. That, that dude's cashing out at a good time because people are stuff is starting to sell out a lot slower, and stuff is also not selling out at all. So he he's jumping ship at a good point because the, these like to be honest, the North Face and the company that owns all those companies, they're probably gonna you know make uh, Supreme almost burn to the ground for sure. Oh, absolutely. They're gonna pump stuff out like no yeah. tomorrow. Yeah. For sure. They got to make their money back. And it's it's the, definitely going to be the wrong way to do it. But uh, yeah, I would not cop Supreme for resale, uh, for holding no. at least. No, it's quick flip if you can get the quick flip. And it sucks because if you want to flip it right away, you know, if you live in Canada right now, you have to get everything shipped, right? So you wait, a, you have to wait a week and a half before you get the item in hand. So that's just the down part to that versus if you live in the cities where you're New York, where you can go into the New York, uh, the Supreme store and, uh, and get them on hand. You know, it's obviously that's where you make your money for sure. sure. The most money. Yeah. And, uh, that's it for Supreme really. And next we have one, two, three, four, five. We have five different dunks dropping, um, on also that Thursday on Foot Locker. Um, I think a number of boutiques are also releasing that date as well, or sometime this week. But uh, yes. yeah, dunks are GRs now, I guess. Well, they always have been, right? It's just that, that was the whole concept with the dunks. It's just, I think there's just a lot more buyers nowadays. That's why everything's hyped up. Uh, but it's going to be interesting. I do like a couple of them. I do like the, the I think it's the Carolina blue. The women's one. That, yeah, that one's the most yeah, fire. Easily. Easily. And then uh, I think the, the one for men is the UNLV so it's a red it's a red and uh what shade is that is that a gray I think yeah it's red and gray mm-hmm, uh mm-hmm. dunk low that's not a bad colorway and then I think they have a blue and black yeah coming out as well yeah that that red and gray one looks like the um, the off whites oh oh yeah I can see what you mean yeah I can I, see what I you think mean yeah one. the lows are going to be your best profit points um so yeah the carolina blue um and i think all sizes will do quite well the smaller the better especially for women um and i think in big sizes honestly you just can't go wrong with these just buy any size you can get if you can hit these will do extremely well um right now any any size like right now you're looking at like two to three times profit um and the red pair you're looking at also a decent amount of profit so that one is also going to be a any size actually you know what it's not that high never mind you, you'll double your money on these but um it's i mean you can't go wrong with doubling your money easy quick flip but yeah For those sure. are the, the two i think safer uh dunks to cop um yeah and then also that day we have a lot happening on that day we have the another stussy club with nike the the I think I don't know if I know how to say this name properly yet, but I can never get it down. The Hurachis, Hurachis. Yeah, yeah. Hurachi, Hurachi, uh, 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 collaboration. Yeah. So these are these are all right. Uh, I don't 
know if there's resale to this, to be honest. I think it's, it's a gamble. Yeah. It's it's not it's not as clear cut as you know the dunks. This one's a little more risky. Um, prices are okay at the moment; they're double, but who knows what they'll be at when they actually drop them. Um, yeah, yeah, it's not. I, I don't think people really like Huarachis that much. I, I think, think that that way died. Had its time, yeah. yeah, it it had its time. Now it's like gone away. But now they're like, I think what they saw, Nike saw. Oh, Stussy collab. It's doing well with the spirit on, but. Let's pump it out. Let's pump out as much Stussy collab as possible. They came out with the Air Force Ones. Now they're coming out with uh, the Hirachis. I think it's they're overdoing it, and they're doing overdoing it really quickly. Yeah. Um, but hey, you know, if it we could be wrong, and we could be sitting here uh, next week seeing that the sky the prices went up. But I don't know if I see that happening for this colorway. Yeah, it's it's not it's not a model that I'd be confident in in buying. Um. Yeah, yeah. I, I'd probably stay away from these for sure. Mm-hmm. And up next on the Friday, we have the Silver Toe um, Air Jordan One in women's sizing. So this is pretty Woo-hoo, much another Jordan One. Another Jordan <laughs> One. Three pairs this week, I think. Something like That's that. Yeah, insane. Three pairs, dude. It's it's every week. There's a Jordan One. It's okay. every week. I remember one year they stopped. Was it in 2016 or was it 2018 where they didn't do any Jordan ones for the whole year? Yeah, those those are the days. I, I think it was before the bread. That's why when every, when the breads came back out. So I think that was 2015. The bread one, yeah, that started this whole trend up again was in 2016. That was the the band ones that they re, they brought back uh, for the mastered series. But yeah, I think 2015 to 2016 is when they 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 chilled out on the on the shoe. That was a good time, man. I miss those days. Oh, I, oh man, that was easy money for sure back yeah. then. <laughs> so it's pretty much exactly the gold toes that dropped uh, maybe, what, two, three years ago at this point. Um, I think it's a safe, safe shoe, man. It's, you know, has, it's a high. Um, it has the color blocking perfectly right. You know, lots of white, lots of black. Um, it's going to crease very poorly, but... But that didn't stop people from buying gold toes for stupid prices. So um, I think you're going to be able to double your money with these no matter what. Um, and women's sizing. So with this, um, you know, the, I think especially with this pair, the bigger, the better. Because um, men are going to be chasing these as well, uh, probably more so than women. That's my take. I think these will be very, very good in, in big sizes. I think any size will do well as well. Because I think uh, talking to a couple of female sneakerheads that, the, to your point this colorway is really simple to wear they, they'll be they'll be asking for it as well yeah that's, that's a very that's a very fair point too yeah so end of the day just cop them just cop yeah them. <laughs> just do it do what you need to do yeah and saturday <laughs> we have another pair of dunks this one's an sb though so we're not we're, we're gonna see maybe two or three stores in toronto get them and it's gonna be raffle and maybe like two or three weeks late like the usual routine um yep. Yeah, so this is the SB Dunk Glow uh, VX1000. It's, I don't know why when I look at it, it kind of reminds me of the PlayStation um, Dunks for some reason. It just, I think maybe it's the color blocking or I don't know, the eyelets maybe with the red and yellow. Um, I don't know, but, you know. It has a vibe to it, but 
it'll definitely sell out. It's an easy, it's an easy flip yeah. for sure. We know how SBs go. They, they always sell out. They always sell for ridiculous amounts of profit. Um, you'll definitely be able to like triple, quadruple your money on these easily, like very easily. Um, so yeah, these are, if you can hit cop, uh, but more than likely half of you people listening or pretty much all of us listening, even me and Josh are not going to hit. So yeah. Yep. I, I hate Instagram raffles. I hate them with a passion. I don't even, I mean, actually I do enter the, a few here and there, but it, I'm just so sick of them at this point. Yeah. No, I hate them. And finally for this week, we have an OG retro coming back. The Air Jordan 3 Cool Grays. Oh, yes. But I think that's going to be a sit. It is it is definitely going to be a sit. Um, I don't know, man. I'm looking at it right now, and the toe box just looks so weird to me. I think if, if – I don't know if it's them going back to the OG look of it, but yeah. It just, oh, it just looks so weird. But, yeah, I don't know if people love these enough for these to be worth buying for resale. Um, it being, in, you know, a retro – Usually Nike pumps a lot of these into the market. Um, they're not very rare. And yeah, I don't know. This would be a pair that if I could get for less than retail, I'd cop, to be honest. I think, you know, selling it for retail will be pretty easy. But um, yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't cop these to resell off the bat. And I, I might um, hold off on copying these in, in, in general. Yeah, same here. Um, I have... I, the only thing I could see is it could have the potential effect of the cool gray fours, the black cat fours, where there was no no um, no want for it, no need for it at the beginning, and then all of a sudden, a couple months down the road, everyone wants a pair. So it could come up to that, but it it it's a risky chance because this cool gray threes versus the fours. I don't know. There's a lot of yeah. threes and there's a lot of fours on the market, so you have to really pick and choose if you're willing to. Um, you want to gamble on the, the cool grade three for sure. If you're going to take this gamble, I really recommend going for sizes above 10 and a half. Um, I, I've just found like, it's probably pure anecdotal at this point, but I, I always found that, you know, like Jordan fours, Jordan threes, um, especially in like OG colorways, you, you'll have a much easier time selling for more in the bigger size ranges. Um, on, for the ballers out there, for the ballers by yeah. 13. <laughs> for, yeah, for, for the honestly, for the OGs, the old heads that really like these, right? Um, yeah. So if you do want to take the gamble, go for the big sizes. But um, that's pretty much it for this week, which is a lot, man. It's it's a pretty jam-packed week for releases. Huge. It's it's jammed. It's definitely jammed. So oh. It's a nice. It's a nice week. It's a nice week for resellers. One thing I also forgot is a new Pokemon set comes out on Friday, so <laughs> that's what my eyes will be on. Uh, the 19th, sure. right? Shiny face. Yeah, the 19th. Uh, that's going to be hard to get, man. It's going to be brutal. It's going to be absolutely it's brutal. It's because comic book stores are not ready to handle bots. <laughs> it's it's that it's and, and demand, man. And like, actually, no, not demand's high regardless. But like supply is so bad. Like Pokemon, like everything's releasing in waves. Nothing like no store is getting their full allocation on day one. They're getting them in like three or four different waves, which is insane. It sucks. And, and it makes it, it worse. But yeah, that's um, yeah, that's that's how this stuff goes. And you know, we'll see what happens once COVID's over. But uh, yeah, that's it for for this week. So, All right. Josh, thanks for thanks for joining us today and uh, and give us your insight. I uh, really appreciate it. 
Um, my pleasure. My pleasure. Anytime. Make sure you follow Josh at uh, J Go Closet uh, and check out his deals that he's, I think he's, he's on a bit of a break right now, but he'll be posting soon, I'm sure, with more stuff. And um, make sure you listen to, or sorry, make sure you check out our Instagram at NVR underscore WRN. And uh, we'll catch you guys next week.